Welcome to We're Not Wizards. We are the best, but not wizards. Enjoy the show! She's looking thicker. Yeah. Well, I'm going through that period in my life, right? Right. Oh dear. For, oh, no, it's not that kind of period. Hot, in my life. hot flashes in a convertible. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even. Good. I had that. I had that. Age Are you any good at golf? <laughs> my dad used to be good at golf. He was just really good at golf, and him being really good at golf kind of put me off from ever kind of Made taking, you taking up at golf, golf, golf at all. Maybe <laughs> I used to play a lot of golf. Did you? Yeah. I'm not surprised. Why am I not surprised? Why am I not going? Oh, really? Really? No, Are you not surprised at that? I'm getting to a certain age where, as a man who is going to be 49 in 11 days' time, I'm looking at stuff and I'm going, Do you know one thing I've never just let? I've never just let my face go haywire. So, what I'm doing is I'm letting my face go haywire and I'm going to see what happens and we're going to take it from there and, and see. And see, see what it is. I love how much you didn't think your face is already haywire. <laughs> I was thinking of doing that thing. Do you know you, you get these ridiculous people that they kind of grow a moustache and then they have the miniature goatee? Can't think what kind of idiot would ever have that kind of stuff going on. <laughs> oh, well, you got an itchy bit on your face. Yeah, kind of scratching. That's pretty good. You use the longest finger to scratch that itchy bit yeah. on your face. Instead of any other kind of fingers at all. <laughs> My, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Should we do an intro for it? Should we do an intro first? I mean, you why know? be professional now? My bother. <laughs> we'll be right up there with fucking, what's his face? Dan and... Um, who? I don't know. Are they even professional anymore to be considered? This is what, right, this well, is the question I, I was mean, thinking, right? They, because they, they upped their game when they started trying to compete with the board game snobs. That Then they kind of upped their game <laughs> a little bit. But 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 they kind of never really got there. So I think they've just now, they've just given up, you know. It's kind of interesting. You can tell, you can tell. The board, they don't care the, anymore. The board game snobs are like a level that people would kind of want to go to. I always wondered, right, and I always wondered, because we're just going straight into this, is... Um, is is do, do other podcasts like have kind of like an intro thing where what they do at the beginning is they spend like 10 or 15 minutes actually planning out what they're going to talk about I think that Barrage do it I'm pretty sure that Barrage will have like a team meeting and probably Kellen probably gets everybody into a circle <laughs> and has them do like a Madonna <laughs> Kind of like crazy. a rah rah rah, all hands in, like, kind of. We're am... barrage, <laughs> and they raise their hands up. <laughs> we're tanking it. Oh, that's right. They're Very all the weird just... little tanks, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah, are you, are you are. a tartan tank, aren't you? Did you get a tartan was... tank or something I like that? Was that you? Yeah. yeah, I've got a tartan. I thought I remembered kicking, hearing about that, but I think somewhere. I actually heard about that on sporadically bored. So you didn't actually kind of listen s- to them at all? Around. No, I've never listened to. No. <laughs> <laughs> they're very, they're very serious. They they they, they kind of got I, really serious. I when think they started I'm, to do. They wanted the board game geek award. 
which is fun. <laughs> what do you want that for? Imagine I love it when that campaigning that. starts. It's like, oh, God. Yeah, it's like Oscars. <laughs> Except for people with hobbies. Um, anyway, Podcast, we- podcasters campaigning for the Board Game Geek Awards annoys me as much as when <laughs> YouTubers make yeah. content about the hobby that they're in, but actually yeah. just to justify what crappy sponsor they've got. Uh, uh, they, that, they're two of those things that really piss me off. I want to see an ex. I, I want to hear an example. Like, uh, you've actively oh, seen it, it, YouTubers kind of go right. Well, an example. I can't think of it like a, a particularly specific example, but you see it yeah. a lot in the the miniature stuff. Like, I watch oh. a lot of painting miniature painting people. Yes. Um, like Ninjon and um, few Miniac and stuff like that. Miniac's actually not too bad for it, actually. He's not too bad. Mm. But mm. Ninjon. It's like, oh, we're going to show you five basic painting techniques. I never know why I watch these because I, <laughs> I, I do know these techniques. And that's not me trying to blow my own horn. It's build rage it, in you yourself. Know, yeah. Um, but then it, and it's like, and it's, and here's a word from our sponsors who are the digital STL designers of this miniature. And it's just like, you just, you just pick some arbitrary topic. To yeah. justify the sponsorship of this, you know, this, this, uh, you know, digital thing. It's just like, I'm just sick of it. It's just like, make some proper content. Stop chasing the algorithm. I fed up with people chasing the algorithm. You don't chase the algorithm. Look, your numbers clearly show that you don't chase the algorithm. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> see that? you don't care about that at all. Clearly. I've stopped um, caring about it because I remember this as a hobby. This is a hobby based on a hobby. And I always said to myself, <laughs> if I actually ended up really taking it seriously, which I did for a little bit. I went, I'm taking this seriously. Put my, you know, I mean, I'll put trousers on when I'm doing these interviews. And uh, as you can see, <laughs> I'm not going to stand up. I'm not going to stand up. That was um, a very clever way of make, making me look at your bare ass again. 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 <laughs> For again. the fourth time. Again. It's like, it's like that old joke about the bears that turn around and go, you're not here for the hunting, are you? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know what I mean? It's absolutely brilliant. Anyway, welcome to We're Not Wizards. My name's Richard. My name's Luke. <laughs> and today is our, today is our, 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 what is it we're calling ourselves? It's the gluten-free Christmas stuffing special where we're going to talk a little bit. What, is it the title? I sent you the thing. I don't do oh, shows. Oh yeah, I can see now. Gluten-free, gluten-free Christmas free stuffing. Christmas Isn't Christmas stuffing like entirely gluten? No. Well, it could be. Must be. No, sage and like onion, proper, you get sage like and onion. Pax, yeah, but pa- like Paxo stuffing, that's probably like gluten no. with sage and onions flavouring. It's not. Like- no, no it's, it's, it's like there is actually gluten-free Paxo sage well, and onion stuffing. everything now. It's everything. amazing. I'm so happy. Are you, are you celiac? I am. Is it celiac? <laughs> is it celiac if yes. you're gluten-free? Yeah. I think I probably I, did know it, but I'm just... You probably forget. did know it, but I mean, it's... There's it's, a lot it, of things I know about you I've tried to forget. Mm, you know. <laughs> like that arse thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But four times downy, and it's ingrained downy. in your head. You know. Downy, downy. <laughs> downy, yeah. Um, Is it a pain in the butt being gluten-free? No. No? No. no. I think I occasionally get depressed. I occasionally... Do you know if I'm... Oh, I'm really de- I occasionally really depressed. get depressed. But it's not a problem. I occasionally get depressed. <laughs> it's not a problem. I occasionally, like, kind of go... I'd really like to go to kind of like... Um, a processed food shop and eat lots of processed food and I just can't it's like one of those horrific one of those horrific situations tonight right okay we did Christmas dinner practice um, without the stuffing because I do have because Paxo do make gluten free stuffing they use it with like they make kind of like rice 
flour and potato flour instead and they use it to make the breadcrumbs because that's you know that's what that's what if you go to a a traditional bangladeshi um indian curry restaurant you know if they're if they know what they're doing they'd be using chickpea flour they're not using yeah yeah, they're not using actual wheat because wheat doesn't exist really in those countries um i'm glad you added in those countries at the end i thought you're gonna get some weird conspiracy theory that wheat doesn't exist (laughs) and pigeons are remote controlled by the government you know (laughs) But they are. But they change one the batteries. Paper, yes. That's why they put us in lockdown. You could, just, you could just see them going around with one leg. You always see one of them going around in circles because its legs broken. And it's going... <laughs> That's why if you see a pigeon coo with a really, really low coo, if it goes coo, it's about to just Duracell bunny. And, oh, no, not I, Duracell bunny because they keep on going, but the other bunnies and just kind of fall over. I just realised, you know those people who do that, uh, the hobby where they try and lose a pigeon unsuccessfully, the homing pigeon people? Yes. I reckon they're not, they're actually working for the government. <laughs> and what they're employed to do is, you know when you, you know when your phone locks up and you've got to do that like hard reset, you've got to like hold down two buttons? Yeah. yeah. yeah? So they're, that's why they've got these pigeons and they hold them. And then before they set them off, they hold them in their specific places, like pull the right leg and then put your thumb over your over his left eye for five seconds. And then it'll then it'll it'll go coo 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 and you let it go, and it'll re, it'll reset to factory settings and fly home. <laughs> that's that's them like resetting that. the factory settings. Yeah, there's probably one that's like it's like a, f- a finger on the bird's bum hole. <laughs> it's like I didn't realize it reset it. No, I just like it. It just keeps. That's why I've got fingerless yeah. gloves. Keeps nothing to do on. with resetting. Have you not heard? You not heard me doing this before? No, I haven't, Pervierty. <laughs> why, why have you been doing that? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. You. I didn't know. So yeah. So the thing with gluten free stuff is you get gluten free. <coughs> you do get gluten free gravy now. You get gluten free chicken gravy, which is again, it's all rice flour or potato flour. So that's pretty nice. So it's quite thick because it's got corn flour in it as well. Technically. Gravy is usually about corn flour. It's got corn flour all over it. My question is right. So we're just having chicken, which mm-hmm. you could say, well, why aren't you having char turkey? Because turkey's not very nice. We don't. None. Nobody in the family. We had the turkey discussion. Nobody likes the turkey. So we went. Is- why are we bothering going to the hassle of cooking a turkey if none of us like it? So we just have. Chicken. How many of you are feeding? Only it's going to How many of you were feeding? That didn't sound right. How many of you were feeding? He's <laughs> making it sound like some kind of demon. A, yeah, I was going to say like a pact of vampires. Yeah. How many it's of you are feeding? <laughs> <laughs> what happened yeah, how, to uh, old Mrs. Miggins over the road there? And, oh, and, and why, why, she why, got why feeding. Did <laughs> she got a bloody good feeding. Okay, so here we are. How many like, are you so my, cooking for? Three. Well, there's zero reason to do a turkey. Absolutely <laughs> zero reason. Because unless you're cooking for really eight or more, yeah, no justification for it. You know, is that from a professional? Because one of the reasons I was asking the question yeah. is because you 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 chef and cooked yes. and stuff like that. So when it comes to Christmas dinner, are you tempted to do a kind of a big? First of all, because you cook. Is it kind of leaned on you to say, oh, is Luke going to be doing the entertaining this year again for the 15th year running or, you know, I remember is somebody else my, going to do it? My father's a, a, a good cook as well. Ah. Um, and uh, I remember one year we went to my brother's house for Christmas <laughs> ah. and I think me and my father cooked 
at least 85% of it. (laughs) (laughs) Through no request or anything like that. It was just kind of, it was an assumption that kind of just naturally got made. Um, Yeah, I suppose it's sort of, no, I wouldn't say it's expected of me, but it's presumed of me. (laughs) It's, but I, I, I'd, but the thing is like doing a massive Christmas dinner mm. because of my professional background doesn't stress yeah. me out at all. Cause really a yeah, good roast yeah. dinner, the only, th- nothing you're doing is remotely complicated. It's all about timing and yes, it's all it about understanding what you've got to do, when you've got to do it, what you can do the night before or even the day before that and stuff like that. There's loads of things you could do to make your life a hell of a lot easier on yeah. the day, you know. Um, you could, I mean, I've got this thing, you could ask me ask me this question, which is, what is the secret of cooking a good comedy turkey? Go what's on. the secret, of, what's the secret Timing. of cooking a good... <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> okay, I know we're only the second time of doing this as a right, potentially okay. regular thing, but I think that's where we're finishing. <laughs> That's where we're drawing the line the, under don't this. Don't worry, yeah. I've got fucking backup. I could have. <laughs> God, there's I more. Could, there's <laughs> potential like that. I could have. You know, I mean, I've already been caught in Tim Kilnick. I've already been said you should come on at some point. Do you imagine how mad that would be? We could have Sir Meeple on himself, but we'd have to refer to him as <laughs> my lord. He's a good bloke. Is he he's the guy with nice t-shirts and stuff? In yes, yeah. he's such an. He's just. I met him. Um, he was in Scotland with his missus. And uh, we met up and we had, I says, I'm going to take you somewhere traditional Scottish. So we went and had a curry. But <laughs> it was, you know, it was a nice, it was a nice kind of curry. So have you got, what's your plans for Christmas this year? Cooking wise? I'm not saying, well, you know, tell me where you're hanging out. But um, I don't know this year, to be honest, because, uh, I mean, it all kind of does depend on what family and this and stuff. Uh, and yeah. um, it I had hoped that my brother and family were coming over, but we had a, a, a something bad happened, um, not right. between us, but I mean, uh, we had a loss in the family, which kind of has uh. put a bit of a dower on that. Um, so that I think they're going to have maybe a quieter Christmas on the road. So uh, my mum and dad, who they live in an annex of my house, so oh. there'll be at least six of us. Um, and then hopefully brother and f- tribe coming over in the evening, maybe, or something like that. So... So, yeah, I mean, if I'm cooking for, like, you know, us and um, my mum and my, my dad, hmm. uh, I'll usually do two meats. Um, right. I'm I'm a big I'm a big proponent of all the other bits, you know? Like, I love, like, sausage. Sausage. <laughs> the, not the beak. The feet. The, the feet. The, the, the toes. <laughs> the turkey toe. Turkey, <laughs> turkey feet. Mm. Um... <clears throat> no, like uh, like stuffing the wrapped bit. in bacon, sausages, chipolatas oh, ra- wrapped in bacon, or pigs in blankets, whatever. You know, yeah. good good sausage meat stuffing, and yeah. like, um, I I am the king of roast potatoes. I don't care who your grandmother was, but I make the best roast potatoes in the world. <laughs> right, okay, says, okay, okay. Tell uh, me your secret. I want to hear your secret. <clears throat> um, there is no real secret. It's again, it's just timing and paying attention to them. Um decent so like a lot of people they won't turn them on often enough but if you keep like every sort of 10 to 12 minutes you turn them all you know don't overcrowd the the roasting dish Mm -hmm. um decent amount of fat make sure they go into hot fat um yeah it's just you know the right potato as well 
What's the potato? I think the it's righteous um, potato. Maris Piper. <laughs> the righteous. Uh, no, Maris <laughs> Piper is a mashing potato. I think I can never remember. Um, <laughs> it, it, well, it is. It is. It's a mashing mm. potato. No, it is. King Edward. Um, it's a King Edward. Yeah, I think is there. There King is a Edward. better one than the King Edward, but the more accessible one that you'll be able to get hold of is a King Edward. Um, which is the best one for I love this because there's like they visit like, there's like hidden potato shops where you go no, in well, and there's, there's like there's, a there's like farm shops you might be able to get whatever one it is there's, I know there's the, there's a really really like the perfect one for roasting I can never remember that but it's got a name like King Edward or something like that who the hell is Maris Piper anyway what the hell is that who? I don't know. We could find out. Let's find out. I mean, let's face it. This is the show. Right. Of, this is the show where and we which, take cardboard. How many King Edwards trees. have we had? How many King Edwards have we had? Which King Edward is the potato the named after? Probably the one that I don't know because they just name anything after it, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Uh, who is Maris Piper when she's out? Let's find out who Maris Piper is. Maris Piper. It's just the most widely grown potato variety. Introduced in 1966, it was one of the most first not even potato old. varieties to be bred to resistant to a form of potato cyst nematode, a major pest of the potato production in the UK. So it's literally... It's literally just quite boring. Oh my goodness, don't mention 1966. I said the 1966 thing. Do you know what's going to happen then? It's coming up. <laughs> Do you know what's the got more chance of coming home? Me playing Feudum. That's what's got more chance. Me playing uh, Heroes of Land, Air and Sea or whatever it's called. That's got more chance of coming home. Do you know what I mean? You know, I'm absolutely tell I'm absolutely kinda of telling the truth. So do you <clears throat> this kind of like the triple cooked chips and the triple cooked do you can you do this thing same with the triple cooked kind of roasties can you cook them a couple of times cook them, <coughs> let them cool and then um, recook them again to get like an extra coating of you will know that won't it well i mean yeah it? It, to a degree maybe you mm-hmm. yeah you would end up with a yeah you probably could okay you're gonna go and try this <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh another idea. another secret with your roast potatoes. Once you've so, yeah. don't cook them as long as you think, right. because you're going to cook them longer in the oven than usual. Right. I will cook them longer in the oven to let them cook through. A lot of people will overcook a roast potato, parboiling it. They'll cook right. it further than it needs to go, um, and then when you have cooked them, you've got to yeah. let them steam dry. You want to get as much of that moisture out of them as possible. Really. How That's long do you parboil them for? Because I'm usually a fifteen like, minute guy. Ten minutes. I'm like, t- yeah, ten. ten. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That's gen. I'm generally. I'm not being yeah. sarcastic. That's no, no, generally no. interesting to me because I do like. Because I put a little bit of onion salt on my roasties. Very nice. Just very to nice. give that little kind of. At what extra. point do you do that? Um, well, probably closer to the middle of cooking, I usually stop halfway and put a little bit on it because I think if you put it on from the very, very beginning, you've got the chance of the onion salt kind of burning. Um, you probably just get kind of lost at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I put, put it, it in the middle to the end. On the, I would put it on the last flip, <coughs> the last given when you give him a last disturbance. Give him a good. How long? Yeah. But how long are you doing this for? Is it forty-five minutes? Between uh, probably best part of an hour, 
I'll really? probably cook roast potatoes for, yeah. Wow. Yeah, probably, yeah, 50 minutes to an hour, yeah. Yeah, because I usually am for about 45 minutes, but it depends on the temperature because it's kind of matching. I always thought you should do roasties about 210, but chicken's usually about, they always say 180. So I'm tempted to put it in set. One year I did do them in separate ovens, and I find just by having them really, really hot, the roast potatoes yeah. came out with a, a, a kind of a a crispier kind of external shell, as opposed mm. to I think if you do them colder, then the fat kind of gets soaked into the potato and you end up with this almost like kind of chewy outer kind of finish to them. You know, welcome to We're Not Potatoes. That's hey. my roasties. Look at that. That's some a of sight that, to behold. Like bloody glass, the outside of some of that. It's like, <laughs> oh, just beautiful. <laughs> is it a light competition to do them? Can you compete? You could just compete with yourself. Probably, yeah, you probably yeah. could, yeah. Yeah. I'm competing with my wife's satisfaction because the reason I decided to perfect roast potatoes mm. is because my wife loves roast potatoes, like good roast potatoes. And so I just, I just, made, I just decided to perfect doing it. So I tried different ways and little things and tweak it and change it and stuff like that. Are you tucking it this year? You're not going to bother? No, I'm, I was thinking of getting a rib roast of beef. Oh, okay. Yeah. That and then, like, I, I'll, I'll do things like like a guinea fowl or something like that. Are they not? I love guinea fowl. They're not no, guinea fowl's, guinea fowl's the size of a chicken. Like, it's a big, oh, it's a bigger, right? bigger than a chicken. Bigger than your average oh, wow. chicken. Um, and I love guinea fowl because guinea fowl's like, you either you either spend a stupid amount of money on a chicken yeah. to get a really, really good tasting chicken, yeah. or you buy a guinea fowl and it'll taste like chicken you've always wanted to try. It's just oh. like really, I really love guinea fowl, and it's not that it's not that expensive to get a, a, a guinea fowl. What about a duck? Do you ever go down the learn? About, I've heard ducks we, quite difficult to cook. It can be kind of borderline going uh, on very uh, dry very quickly. Well, it depends what you're going to do with it. If you're cooking it on the bone, it won't mm. dry out. Um, yeah. uh, and it's <laughs> ducks are funny one because people like. Duck should be served pink, but people will sit there and say, oh, no, it shouldn't be pink because they think it's a bird and it'll kill them the second they yeah. see a bit of moisture in it. Um, but, yeah, I haven't cooked duck for ages, for a long time since I last cooked duck. We did goose We did goose one year. That was nice. Is goose, but is goose nice or is it... Goose is duck. Goose is just, it's just like duck. Goose really. is just duck. Is, it, is just duck kind of different than it's kind of more of a red meat? Is it a big bit more like of a redder meat? Then chicken, because yeah. chicken is just like you know, chicken is like ducks. Are, a duck is a dark meat, really. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like a game like, meat, basically, yeah. isn't it? It gets an awful lot darker because that's like what you're right is saying. When people see a chicken, and if you start opening up a chicken after it's roasted, and anyone sees the slightest hint of pink, everybody starts panicking and hitting the hitting yeah. the life rafts. Yeah. Basically, I'm not eating that. <laughs> and that's it. I'm gonna die. And that's it. The meal's ruined. <laughs> even without ruined. them tasting it even without Christmas them tasting is it. ruined even without them tasting it even and you know then they can just go outside and starve and you just get more kind of chicken for yourself you know so everything's sort of kind of sorted out for, for kind of Christmas how long do you rest your chicken for after you've roasted it <clears throat> about 10-15 minutes I think uh, usually no? half the time that you've cooked it really so you say so, so like I, what I would do is I put it on yeah. a dish that uh. can keep the juices it uh-huh. contained not a flat dish um wrap it in foil wrap, yeah. really encase it in foil and then leave a couple of tea towels over it yeah. and then just stick it on the side 
yeah and just let it sit and rest and you'll have the most perfect as long as you and don't like so i can't remember the internal temperature you want to cook chicken to i think when you're when you're going to rest it for that long i think you cook it to oh where is it like 68 or something like that yeah because then it'll continue to rise to about 75 76 which is where it's um that was me saying perfect with a, <laughs> it's a lot it, it works it works when you can a, see the gesture it doesn't we don't um, care there's nothing uh, <laughs> yeah so you so when you so and if you let it rest that amount of time it will just cook mm. perfectly through and you'll never you'll never get a pink chicken see, never get a bit of pink chicken and you'll get a, it's super juicy and it'll lock in all that juice and does it start to absor- reabsorb all back all the fat? That's, it will do to a degree, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. cool. Yeah, usually with almost any roasting joint, you rest it for the best, if you can. The, the longer you can, you know, resting of 10 or 15 minutes is fine. As long as you do rest it, it's a, it, is, it does make the world a difference. But, um, yeah, half the time you roasted it for. But does it, it not It's a good cold? rule of thumb. Does it not, not if you really ra- Not if you really wrap it up in not four. Not really or, like, put the tea yeah. towels around it and stuff like that really give it a good yeah good woolly coat you know okay. <laughs> get the thing get the get, get you don't get the kind of the insulating coats for the boilers anymore do you they're all made of no, that would stuff work now. though a boiler would jacket cool. would be perfect <laughs> pop down screw fix they'll sell them I'd, either that or nick to primer and get one of the really cheap kind of body warmers that you would get for a couple of quid that probably, stick that'd probably actually cool it down you'd probably, <laughs> probably get- just you know <laughs> Like yeah. the ones that you get on kids, just stick the chicken in. What are you doing with that chicken? <laughs> I'm taking it out for a walk. It's just resting it. It's wrapped up well. It's all kind of fine. Um, you ready for um, Christmas then? I mean, it's early. Actually, we're super ready for Christmas. We're I said, to, said well. to my wife, I was like, right, what what have we got left to get for the kids? Because my, bo- my boy's birthday is on Friday. Ah, so, and... So we have that, and so we've got like his birthday stuff and his Christmas mm. stuff. And I was like, right, is there any other bits we need? And then we got like the stocking filler bits to get. I'm saying it too loud just in case mm. one of them hears. Um, yeah. So like all the stocking filler stuff. And then so Sarah said, oh, I'll, I'll get everything together and I'll I'll see sort of who who needs what and what we might need to get. And she did it all. She organised it and looked at everything. She went, we absolutely don't need to get anything else for the kids. That's amazing. And not even any stocking stuff. I was like, "That's ridiculous." This, what are you doing? I was like, what "I hadn't even doing? been paid for December," and I was like, <laughs> "None of it, none of it is going on the game. I was like, "This is unbelievable." This I've is never. This is this is this is new territory for us, you know. Ah. <laughs> so yeah, I was well chuffed, well happy. So think, yeah, we're th- we're really ready. I think other than we're, other than we're still not entirely sure what we're actually doing Christmas Day if we're going to go see my wife's family or, or what mm. we're doing, how we're doing it, but. Hmm. that's easy enough to figure out yeah and then you'll be there you know duck or goose or whatever you're kind of doing mm. the whole kind of ostrich you might do a whole ostrich yeah. <laughs> you could do like I don't know I was going to say on the road to Norwich like... on the road to Norwich and that, that sounds like a, the start of a song um, it does <laughs> on the road to Norwich there is a there is a, right next to the A47 there's a house that has in its garden a donkey and an emu it's it might joke. just have a donkey by the 31st. <laughs> He's just going like, to, like, yeah, hey, middle of the night. Maybe to, maybe tonight, actually. It's dark, you know, it's a bit cold and you wet. Nobody will be out. I know. Going to smack an emu over the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think that's what police would call you confessing the intention to commit a crime if they listen to this show. But then how long would an emu take? Is it a crime? Take? 
What, to kill somebody else's animal? I don't know it's somebody else's. It was outside. Is it any hunting season? It could be. Or it could could be rabbits. But the point is, there isn't an emu hunting season in England, which means it's not not emu hunting season, so therefore (laughs) I can kill it. (laughs) I'm double negative. I'll get get a fishing licence just to cover my ass. Because let's face it, if there's one thing I keep confusing emus with, it's sharks. Which Sharks is my carp. Head, which is carp. <laughs> which is why I need my fishing license to go and catch myself a kind of any of you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, you're pretty ready yourselves. Do you know what it is? I don't know if it was. I just don't want to get... I'm very conscious of um, Captain Supermarket potentially kind of going, oh, it's Christmas time, let's bump up all our prices. And as, as things have as witnessed during the year with kind of prices being ridiculous that they are, I'm not surprised that things aren't going to get a couple of quid on them, a cheeky couple of quid on them here yeah. and there. And I just thought, look, so my, my my chicken's sitting in the freezer, all the veggies there, the potatoes are ready to go and stuff like that. Everything's kind of good to go. And we've got everything else kind of present-wise kind of sorted out super early like yourself, you know, just to kind of... Just to have it sitting there. Not having to worry. And if I do need any last-minute bits... It's just a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of a online, an online quick, quick at your door kind of jobby, and it'll be just be like, or I can nip up the high street because the high street, while it'll be crowded, there'll be certain days I can just nip up during the week at some point, you know, that's one of these things. Pop to the garage, yeah, you can get most of it. There. <laughs> I can just, you know, they, what did you get me? I got you uh, a copy. Four of liters of AdBlue. <laughs> today's Daily Express, <laughs> and and a Kit Kat chunky, but and a Kit Kat. And it is a peanut butter Kit Kat chunky. Yeah, of course it is, because if you're giving any, if you're serving anyone else anything less than a peanut butter Kit Kat chunky, you obviously don't love them. And that is the truth. Gaming wise, what are you been getting to the table? I do, I do, did you? I mean, we've both spoken about we're going to try and play Empire's End, but before we dive into Empire's End, have you been playing anything else since we? chatted that you would like uh, to maybe raise it continue continuing on with Oathsworn <coughs> lovely loving it um, no I don't think we've actually we've had a, a bunch of like game nights where you know people could make it and stuff mm. so um, we've we've uh, we've not had a lot of luck I'm trying mm. to think what I have played um, definitely Oathsworn definitely Empire's End sure we played something else it's not coming to mind but I've been doing a lot of painting and stuff instead. So, ah, okay. What have uh, you been painting? Uh, I started painting some Rumble Slam minis again. Are you getting back in? Is the Rumble Slam still got an undercurrent, a rumbling I undercurrent? Mean, Are you getting I'll, it back to the table? You're going to play it again soon. I I will. Yeah, I do want to play it as whenever. But um, I I just love painting them as well because they just they've just got such great character to them. That's wonderful. Do Do you know your wrestlers very well? Um, if you're talking about kind of like nineteen late nineteen eighties, early nineteen nineties. Do you know who Brock Lesnar is? Yes, I know Brock Lesnar. He had like yeah. a mullet, blonde hair, and looked no. like he looked like Yes he did. You don't No he didn't. Oh, is that like, somebody else? He, oh, he's a big guy who went he went to the UFC as well. Oh right, okay. Really big mountain of a man. Oh no, well, I this, know who you're talking about, yeah. This is this is Brock's <gasps> Brock Spectre. That's amazing. <laughs> and it's basically Brock Lesnar as a ghost, ghost ogre. And if you know Brock Lesnar, he's got a lot of tattoos, but he's yeah. very famous for it. He's got this big sword that 
cut it yeah. cuts right to his ridiculous frame of a chest. And this this he has a sword. An actual in his, sword. An in actual his chest. sword in his chest. <laughs> so yeah, That's I've just started him started him the other day. So yeah. So yeah, and I'll be painting some dungeon saga <gasps> minis. I'm tapping the box behind me. Three magical. Oh, you've done it. Oh, yeah, because I saw the pictures on this already. How are they being need to paint? They're that. That's cracking really nice. kind of job. Yeah, it's a really, a really nice job. job. But Mantic's always pretty good at providing their minis. Their minis always seem to be pretty. <gasps> wow, that's one of the dwarf boys. Dwarf, the dwarf hero. That was the one Elliot said looked the coolest. And then I've got all of the heroes sat in front of me, and they've all got their flesh done, but nothing uh-huh. else. Uh huh. So how long so. will it take to get them finished? Like everything? No, not everything. Just those four. Oh, like I mean, those the three zombie hmm. ogres hmm. probably took me about an hour and a half. Oof, two hours. That's not bad, isn't it? That's pretty yeah. good. You um, should do like the, you should do some kind of series on that. I mean, it's it's pretty standard tabletop stuff. You know, yeah, I know, um, I know, I know. <laughs> but I always like oh, this is me trying to push you because every month is like, well, know, you know, I it's going to be like, well, what kind of what can we I see on the YouTube channel this month? And it's going to be I have nothing. <laughs> Are you going to be doing anything? Could you be doing some Dungeon Saga Origins and just some? You could be. I could. Because Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie Renton, who I'm convinced is Steve Tudor's older lost brother, Polyhedron Collider. Oh, yeah. (coughs) Yeah. I knew I knew the name. Yeah, they sound exactly the same when they talk. I'm just saying. I'm just putting that. I'm just putting that kind of out there. Okay, so. Dog is away. Right, so. Ooh. Loads of Rumblestone minis, they're ready to... Oh, wow. Do you, are they get... just like... They're not... Because they're not obscure places to find them. You just like... It's quite an easy place oh, to no, get Oh, no, no, you can get it, yeah. I, I mean, you can get them, obviously, all off TT Combat's website, but I buy uh, most of them off Goblin Gaming because right. they're uh, usually 10 to 20% off, you know, the classic online retailer discount. Right, so let's talk. Well, I'm going to talk about... I'm going to talk about something that I've been playing... Let's see if I can get it over here. <clears throat> this is what we do. I just don't have a script. Because it's been suggested it's... to me that I have an issue with object permanency. And that if I don't see something, I just forget. I'm just like a goldfish. I just forget. Uh, uh, so I played, I played, I played Raptor. Oh, I love that game. I love, played love, Raptor. Love, love that game. I played Raptor today um, because a very, very lovely friend of mine, <clears throat> who shall name nameless, um, unless his name is, of course, Chris Darby, um, who runs these part of the Staying In podcast, but he's also the most fabulous. He's the games master um, when I'm playing Blades in the Dark. He sent me What's this. Blades in the Dark. Blades in the Dark is like a role playing game. Imagine kind of like, um, like it's kind of not steampunk esque, but Dishonored. Imagine if Dishonored was kind of like a role playing game. That sounds cool. So yeah, it's kind of is kind of kind of very very cool. But Raptor is kind of like a two. It's kind of like a two-player asymmetrical power game that kind of works. It's really clever. It's been a while since I played it, but I love it. And uh, I like the... Because it's to do with the card you played versus the card they played, isn't it? Yes. And how many actions you get. Yes. yes. Whether you're higher or the lower, I forget. Yeah. So basically, lo- if, you play, if you, you play the lower card, then you get... The action. They're, they're numbered like one to ten, aren't they? Yeah, or whatever. 
No, well, that's yeah. it. You get yes, yeah. you get the card <coughs> or you get the action points. You yeah. get the action or you get the action points. So if you play a nine card and I play a five card, then I get the action that's on the five card, but you then get like four action points to play. Now as the raptor, you're quite you're quite literally just trying to escape or kind of eat all of the kind of the the, the scientists that are trying to capture the baby raptors. Or as the scientists, you are trying to either um, take out Mama Raptor by basically shooting her full of or five tranquilizing stars. Steal the tarps, babies. Or stealing three of the babies. And it just... Um, it plays really, really quickly and it's surprisingly kind of quite cerebral at the same time. Um, because they're like... You sometimes want to play cards to have the actions and then sometimes the other player that you've got has just managed to just... They just play a lower card. Um, and then you'll just be you'll be stuck using actions that you can't kind of really really use, like an uh, action or even worse. Yes. Like you're like oh, I didn't get to do the card, and yes. I've got a one bloody poxy action exactly. or something. It's like arbitrary move or whatever it is, which most of the actions are. I think they're fairly arbitrary things, aren't they? If it's I just remember pretty, right, like kind of like move you know, once, move. or you can like you can stun a. You can stun a raptor, a baby raptor, yeah. if you're kind of next to it, or you can capture a baby raptor, a raptor if you're next to it. There's ones that allow you to kind of like gas an area, so you can put all the baby raptors That's, to kind of sleep. Yeah. But it's wonderful because it doesn't stay too long at the table. No, no. And while it's asymmetrical, it's not actually very, very um, complicated as well. And one thing I find is there's a lot of asymmetrical games that are coming out there that need a manual about 40 pages long to explain to the things. And this is so just true. like, here's the, here's the nine different, no, here's the eight different, the eight different actions that everybody can take based on the cards. Uh, either that or you're doing kind of like movesets. And it's just, yeah, I kind of really, it was pretty quick. My, um, I played with, the, with my middle boy. He thoroughly beat me both times. <laughs> I found that. Did like, you swap back? Did you swap sides? We didn't yet. Um, well, what was because he? Because he was the Raptors. If I remember so, rightly, most people I've played with always think the Raptors have the edge. Um, and I, I can't. Re- I haven't played it recently enough to go remember if that's a solid argument or what the reasonings behind it were. It's because the Raptors can move as quickly as they want. They can move as far as they want. So if they want oh, they to move can, a space, they, move, they, move like they can move in like a, a across castle, an entire line. Yeah, That's basically it, yeah. like a, yeah, like a like a like castle a rook. in chess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a rook. Yeah, and 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 what you have to do is as as the kind of the scientists, you've got to start kind of blocking off their route by placing kind of fires. Hmm. But the only time a scientist can dash from one point to another is if they get like the jeep point. Yeah. Um, the only way they can play fires is if they get the action point. But the main difference between the I'd say the main benefit of the scientists is you get a pool of, you play four scientists, but you got a pool of another six scientists and you can bring, you bring them on based on kind of action cards. So the only thing I'd say against it is the, the rap, the Raptor itself is extremely deadly. I mean, it just needs to run straight up. It runs right up to you, kills you in the next thing. And then it's yeah. like, okay, well that's fine. Then it can run somewhere else, but it, and, and it doesn't have a limitation on the number of kill actions it can take. While scientists can only, well, each scientist can only take what they call one aggressive action. So they can only gas and then gas a baby that, yeah. or capture a, you know, capture a baby mm. or um, 
uh, or, or shoot the raptor because the other thing you can do is if you're in the same line of sight as the raptor as in the same line like a kind of a rook again like the rook the same horizontal or vertical you can shoot like a sleeping bullet at them from any distance so while it's your prerogative to try and build up add-on fires and kind of put blockages in the way to stop the raptor kind of dashing and whizzing about you've also got to make sure that you kind of strategically place them so you can almost pop out, pop a, a tranquilizer dart in the raptor and then hopefully kind of disappear. But it, all, it is all based around. But it was it was incredibly surprising. <clears throat> An awful lot of depth. How new new was this game to you? Have you played it before? Or no, have you only just literally... you just brand new. Wow. It's been, I mean, it's been out a long time now. Oh, I've probably yes. had it. I must have had it for like six years now, or something like this that. Is, um, I'm just trying mm. to see what it says. Uh, well, it's twenty. This version is the 2021 version. So it's I was going to say your like box old, is different. Yeah. Mine has the same artwork, but it has like a green, like border around the artwork instead. The um, artwork is Vincent. Is Mr. Detroit? Who Mr. does Dutrit. some remarkable art? But it's a Bruno Cathala and Bruno Faduti joint. She's just a quite that's like that's like a trio in heaven, isn't it? That Dutre <laughs> well, artwork with Cathala and, and um uh, Fiduti. Fiduti, thank you. Um <laughs> they, they they do they do magical things together. I just I am just inter- I'm interested to get it kinda of to the table several kind of different times. There's another one of these things where you kinda of sit down with games and actually the action of just getting your arse in gear and actually playing the game is better than you just sitting and kind of playing the playing the kind of the rule book. There's too many games like that. There's too many yeah. games like that that I've kind of that I kind of played. Um, the other one what I have been playing was uh, Resident Evil, uh-huh. the first board game. I put out my review for it. Um, I really like it. Yeah, I just really like it. It's just you know I I really liked Resident Evil Three. This is kind of like Resident Evil Three step back a bit with a bit more puzzle element for it and there's some additional kind of NPC-aging kind of play act. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it still maintains the kind of the same type of tension. My only concern and my ongoing thing for this is it's got wonderful sculpts. The sculpts are lovely. But the tile artwork is so, so ridiculously dark that I feel oh. that it kind of misses out. It's there to create atmosphere. But it's almost like I'd love it if you'd actually just... It's like when I play a video game and they get me the option to put the brightness on, I'm always <laughs> putting the brightness up at kind of like 10, basically. I, lo- I so, love it when they say like, yeah, make it so you could just see the the emblem. And I'm like, no, I'll make it so I can clearly see the emblem. Thank you very much. <laughs> exactly. Screw you. you know? <laughs> exactly. I'm playing this outside on a sunny day. There's no way I'm going to be, you know what I mean? I'm not playing your horror zombie game like halfway in the day it's the same with like last of us and stuff like that and it's like oh yeah you know put it so you can only see ellie's severed head slightly in the light like, there's no way i'm doing that man come on step up i'm just like that all the way up it's like i'm not having people kind of jump scare games are fine um but you know it's just the you know so there we go um so that's that's been fun and there's a cat you can either pick out levels to play or they've got this interesting campaign mode where you kind of like explore and build the map kind of as you go so you're actually exploring the kind of the mansion as opposed to you kind of like you're basically you get cards that you add to 
that add that kind of create a kind of a map that then tells you where to go and what your setup is and stuff like that. But it is one of these games that I want to kind of hang on to and just kind of muck about and kind of play through the play through the campaign and see how see how it goes basically and see how it goes. Um, this is an interesting one. Let's talk about Empire's End, and it's an interesting one because while I've mentioned, I mean, obviously Raptor. I was bought, you know, bought for me, which is fine. Resident Evil, I was sent a review copy of it, so people might be, eh. but Empire's End, I, um, Empire's End was something that I, you know, physically own, wasn't kind of presented in as, any type of review copy I. kind of format. Yeah. Um, do you want to start off by, t- do you want to explain a little bit of the background? So yeah, in Empire's End, you are uh, up to four players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. up to four players, and four players. you are a sort of anonymous civilization, you know, um, and it's kind of dealing with the fall of a civilization. So all the things that can bring a civilization to its knees over its, you know, eras like pestilence and. You know, <laughs> ravaging fires and earthquakes and what you know—all these things that could, uh, you know, become a civilization. Uh, and it's got a really good kind of. So in front of you, you have twelve tiles. Twelve, yeah, twelve, yes. 11, twelve, twelve. Um, and there are a variety of like, kind of again, sort of arbitrary aspects of your civilization. So there might be like several towns uh like road sections kind of just like key key sort of points of your of whatever your civilization is and they're worth a variety of points in value <clears throat> and there's a central board and on that board there's uh kind of a, a snake of a, a sort of timeline and you'll go along that timeline and each you'll get certain sections which are either all of your economic buildings will activate so all your farms will produce whatever they produce and etc etc so you get a load of resources you've got another section which will allow you to rebuild some of your fallen aspects of your civilization or you'll be able to add new things to uh, some of your tiles and some of your sections to make them in the economic section etc build do more stuff um, then you have the disaster set ta- uh, things and on that you'll have these uh you have these cards that are kind of space base style cards so they're <laughs> yeah, like yeah. sort of two fingers wide and about about the length of your finger kind of thing um and so you'll flip two of those over or it depends on it depends on, on the players? Pl- depends on the number yes. of players because if you're playing just a two I've played player it four. game if you're playing a two player game then generally the disasters themselves always come in singles Whereas but on yeah, three, I've had them. Yeah, on three and four players, they're generally depending uh, on the track. In in a four player game, I think the first one is a single disaster, and then every single one after that is two. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so you you flip everything, and it'll say um, the number in of of, of your section along your civilization it'll say one yeah. to twelve on it so that's 11, the one sorry, that's it's being 11. sorry I'm it is 11 i thought it was it 11, is 11. I, said it's it. 11. I just um, double checked the rule book and so, it's definitely 11 so 
So yeah, it will say like five, and it will say like pestilence or whatever. Um, and so you, and then it will say the resources. There's only three resources in the game, basically like axes, which is like basically your military might. Then there's wheat yeah. or grain, yeah. um, and then there's um, like hammers and tools and stuff. So three yeah. resources, and it will have a combination of those three resources on the tile. It will show the number that's going to be destroyed if you take that tile. And then starting with whoever's the first player, um, and the first player will be the person who took the the disaster the previous time. They'll get they'll be the first person to do it. And you have to either take the tile and destroy yes. the civ- the section of your civilization that's indicated, yes. or put one of those resources on the tile and it pass to the person on the left. They will then equally have to either take it put a resource on so again so it's this no thanks section where it's just saying right now now i'll put something on it put something on it but by the time it's come back around to you again it might sit there with two axes and three tools on it and you're like oh that's yeah juicy now yeah and it's only gonna it's only gonna destroy my six point road screw that i can rebuild that later very easily you know kind of thing um so it's uh, i described it when we were playing it as a game of very horrible choices you know because <laughs> you're all fun, the time you're just wrong. like oh god you know kind of thing and when you've got so <clears throat> like Richard was saying when you've got if you're playing one or two player or three or four player when you're playing three or four player you have two disasters that go out so it's even worse then because you have to either take one or you have to do the same choice but twice each time which is horrible it's horrible doing it once let alone twice so you could sit there and go right well i'll i'll put a tool on that one and i'll take that one yeah but if you're the first person to take the disaster only the the first player token goes to the person who took the second disaster exactly again it's like it's not even beneficial so you can you can you can game it a little bit because you could like say you could take one disaster and it will give you say say it's got two tools on it you mm. could take that one and it gives you some tools that you could then spend to not have to take the other disaster so you can you could sort of help yourself out there sometimes in ways like that but it's like I said it's a game of it's a game of difficult choices but we thoroughly enjoyed it I'm not sure no. <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent. I'm not a hundred percent there, and the only reason I'm not a hundred percent there is I'm not. There was there didn't seem to be a way once you had messed up or once you ended up taking disasters, where you could maybe make it back up. I think you could end up with resources, but I wasn't sure there was enough times there was enough times where you were able to then build and add in more innovations. Because that's the thing, the disaster cards, each of the disaster cards, if you do take the disaster cards, then each of them has like an innovation on that basically gives you like extra you can improve power tile. or yeah. you, get, mm. you can improve, it improves the tile below it. Um, but you can only put it on healthy tiles. So as the game goes on and you started to maybe take disasters, you end up with maybe out of the 11 tiles you've only got seven active tiles you've got five that are destroyed you've got the ability to then build back the tiles that have been destroyed but i always felt 
I don't know. The two-player games seem to be different. You didn't seem to have any real double disasters. Um, whereas on the four-player game, double disasters seem to happen an awful lot, which meant all, that basically all the time. Basically, all, I mean, let's. I'm going to let's because oh, because we like to be live and we like to be correct. But the other thing we I didn't. Pretty, I didn't I'm pretty yeah. sure it was the in a four-player game. The first disaster we had was a single, and then every single one after that um, is double. Do you know what? I'm in the box. Um. I'm in the box just now, Mister Pryor. We're checking this live and direct. <laughs> You know what I mean? This is what we like. We like to keep things right. We don't I want anybody. I also like in my mind, it's not a two-player game. It's it's a really good four-player game. I think it's probably I played it. At, I think at the at its sweet spot. See, on the two-player game, you've got every single disaster is a single disaster, and as you said, on the four player game there's double disasters all the way through. three-player game some of them have doubles and some of them have singles yeah yeah but my as i say my only thing was you're meant to be able to build innovation oh you get your economy and you also you got coins in there as well which you can use as like um they're like wild they're tokens, like wild tokens anyway but you've got i but think they, was, but like very quickly they're like hen's teeth they're you know yeah it's not easy to get hold of gold, you know. It's yeah, it's very rare that you'll end up kind of getting a kind of a bounty of gold unless you're kind of very lucky. I guess what I guess what we found was that there was one space where you kind of like you get to build your innovations, but you can only really get actively able to build innovations at four times across the entire game for the three or four player, and I think it's, yeah, like it sounds... it's three three times on the like yeah. the the single player. So um, I'll give you an idea when I played it like kind of I played it mucked around with it kind of a good couple of times just single player just to kind of you know you double hand it and just getting through Uh, two player worked quite well Um, four player when I played it on at the club on Friday the person who won had 175 points and the person who lost who came bottom of the pack which not me had seven. Well, our game wasn't a million miles off that. <laughs> I won. I won with nearly two hundred. I was somewhere around that one hundred and seventy-five yeah. mark. Yeah. Then I think it went to like, like a hundred and ten. I think. I think. Yeah. I think second and third both got round to a hundred. I think. Yeah. And then the guy who finished fourth, he he decided to try and see how well he could do with an almost entirely destroyed civilization. Oh, well, that's never... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well done. And, yeah, and he got, I think, 38 points, which is probably actually quite respectable. (laughs) Yeah, it's not bad at all. But, I mean, the guy that we were playing with, he basically, he had this one thing where you've got tiles which basically give you points if you've got like say if you've got a centre tile and then you've got round each of it you've got kind of like a road surrounding it on both sides mm. you get kind of points on that and what happened was that in one of the battles um, and he because he's never played it before he didn't understand the kind of the strategy he kind of went well I don't have enough I don't have enough um, firepower to be able to bid because when it comes to a battle basically everybody's got to oh, bid yeah, the amount the of power that they have too. yeah so I'd cards drawn and it says, okay, the person that comes first gets 10 victory points. The person, if you manage to score between 7 and 9, you get 4 victory points um, and so on and so forth. But he didn't realise that um, 
if he didn't win, then what would happen is that one of his tiles would swap round. And what Goes happened is the tile swapped yeah. the tile swapped round and it happened to be the tile that had the, the double roads innovation. So you lost out on that. He then lost it. So basically, um they got to the point where they didn't there wasn't there wasn't enough um there wasn't enough kind of innovation for him to then and go and repair anything and he didn't have enough hammers to go ahead and repair anything. And I lost my I lost my capital city within the first kind of couple of disasters because I wasn't super I wasn't, expensive I wasn't to try and get attention. one of them back. Yeah, and it was just like yeah. too much kind of, kind of kind of too much money. Um, I'm not saying I didn't like it. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked the kind of the I liked the fact that, as you said, you're kind of sometimes having to take something because you've just not got the resources there. But I can see it sometimes being a bit of a downloading spiral. Like if you got to like if you're playing a four player game and you are currently sitting in fourth position, unless you have a magical couple of rounds, I can see it quite difficult trying to kind of get back up. There seems to be less turns than you would expect because it played. How long did it take you to play it? I don't know, hour and 20 minutes, probably, yeah. something like that. Yeah, it wasn't... Yeah, hour, yeah. hour and a half, so in that territory. Um, we, I definitely, I won, and I, I know this was this is one of those wouldn't happen once we're a bit more experienced at it. Um, I yeah. took a end game scoring tile, mm. which was points for having grain. Um, ah, yeah, I had that one. And by the end of the game, I had four of those. No, three wow. or f- three or four of them. Yeah. Um, so, like every grain I had was like three points, and I managed to get fourteen grains stocked up <laughs> at the end of it. You know, and they wouldn't have let me do that. Um, yeah. But de- yeah, definitely. I think once you're if you're behind, you're well behind. Um, yes. It had one catch-up mechanism where it said if you take a disaster and you've got less than five five total resources, <clears throat> you can reveal your screen because everything, all your resources That's are right. behind a screen. Um, all your resources are behind the screen, so you could lift the screen and show you've got less than five resources, and then you would get like a piece of gold. Also, you started a hand. You started with a hand of four disaster cards <clears throat> that That's you right, could yeah. that, that on the innovation stage you could then build for free and add them for you free. But you could also them, sell yeah. them for a coin each. But I didn't feel there was enough innovation times for me to effectively use them or I got to the point where once I got to the third innovation square in the track everything that could have I could have done was kind of destroyed so the innovations that I could have played didn't make a difference anyway because yeah. they were getting kind of affected by it but it is really hard to, to it is really hard to plan ahead because you can yes. very clearly see what's coming yes. but uh, you know the wrong disaster at the wrong point with a lack of resources at the wrong point can just screw whatever little barely laid plan you had yes. you know kind of thing um you know you could you you definitely get screwed in that way um but what it what it did and and the sort of choices it made we really enjoyed that aspect yes. of it you know it was it was just like nobody sitting there going like oh this is lovely you no. know everybody sitting there going like fingers on yeah. the temples yeah. like rubbing them yeah. like yeah. oh 
God, you know, kind of thing, like, what the, how the hell am I going to get out of this, you know, kind of thing, like, I don't want any of this, you know, I don't want anything to do with this, like, but you get, you're going to have to, kind of thing. Um, you have to get you, it, because the guy that, the guy that won, he got it, you could see in his mind, that towards the last round, he's like, sorry guys, the AP struck, and we're all, the three, the rest of us are sitting there going, how? How has the AP struck? <laughs> and then he just basically played this master move and he went, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to rebuild. And he had lost his 32-pointer, and he rebuilt it. Uh, and that's pretty much, he kind of like ended up with a couple of these combos that ended up kind of catapulting him all the way around the kind of the scoreboard, so he ended up on the hundreds. We, so, we, had, a, we had a couple of moments when like, I was, or, or, or another player was like, I don't want to give up this resource, but I think I want to give up this resource less than the next person wants to take all those resources there and Mm. that and destroy that section. So you get this, you, you, like I said, it's this, this game of horrible decisions. Like, do I take it? Do I give up something or do I pass this even crappier decision this crappy decision do i pass it and make it an even crappier decision for somebody else you know kind of thing um and we really like that we really like it it didn't it didn't feel like anything else which is what i found i think i which is what maybe i'm probably accepting some of the flaws in it Mm. by it standing out as something quite different you know, it, you know the amount of games we've played, the amount of games we own. There's lots of games we we definitely you know will play nowadays, and you go, it was really That's fun, just, I really enjoyed it, yeah. but it's just another, just, yeah, blah. it's just another one you of know. these, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't think of anything that feels quite like Empire's End. Yeah. I think quite, that's quite why it's got the no thanks, isn't it? That's why it's got the no thanks kind of. It, it, well, it know. does have no thanks, but no thanks is no thanks isn't coupled with everything else that comes with it kind of thing you know it's like yeah, yeah. um i suppose it is to, you, know, you might have yeah you might have just completely trodden on that point and it is just no thanks massively gamified which i mean it really is it really is no thanks massively gamified yeah but then at the um, same time but it's gamified it is, very well it's a game it's a game style that i haven't I, I can't sit here and say right in the last five years how many other games have I played that are similar to Empire's End that have exactly the same mechanics. I yeah, mean, I've certainly yeah. kind of like, I've been, um, I've been kind of mucking about with Tapestry and Tapestry is building stuff up and getting lots of points. You you never feel like, you always feel like you're kind of climbing and doing better. You don't mm. feel like, there's not like this kind of bell curve where you kind of reach the top of your your kind of civilization, and then you see everything kind of crashing down. I guess the only thing, um, the only thing is like, um, yeah, and I've not, I've not really seen that much in a civilization game. I see everything kind of going to the giddy heights, but to start something from the giddy heights and then head back down to kind of arse territory, it's kind mm-hmm. of like I, I find that quite interesting. I was kind of surprised. And I don't know if this is something to be lauded or something to be unlauded or criticised. Is that um, I guess I admire the fact that they didn't go down the kind of the asymmetrical power thing because I could imagine this would be rife for somebody saying, "Right, you you've got four civilizations. 
here's your civilization card and this allows you to do kind of X, Y, Z. So I like the fact that nobody's kind of going, well, actually, you'll find that I can I can actually buy this. Yeah. Oh, no, that this, doesn't apply to me. No. You know, <laughs> no, I don't have to worry about this flame thing because you know, this, the, is, this I, is for somebody else's. I liked, I actually like kind of even more so to the point when you, when you, when it starts, like I said, you've got these 11 tiles, which makes up your city mm. and one player who's going to be like first player, basically they just kind of randomly put them out in front of them. They just go right one to 11, boom, there you go. And everybody else at the table copies whatever that combination and chain is. I um, really like that. But then very, very quickly, it's not the same because, because stuff moves and this goes here and then that goes there. And, you know, you get things, you know, where like somebody's sitting there going, you know, like, oh, I know we're on a five, but no, but that five's now next to my road, and I don't want it to be, you know, I can't, I can't destroy that because it'll, it'll, it'll you know, like you said, the the thing next to it has got the thing on it, and and, and I need that, but uh, but that's not the situation for anybody else because their road isn't there anymore or whatever. You moved your road there, kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, it it's it, it does some good things in that way, you know. It does lots of good things. I, as I say, um, my my main thing was I almost <clears throat> felt like it wasn't, it wasn't kind of long enough for a game. I would have liked it to have la- maybe not lasted a couple of rounds. I would have liked to have it to have more chance to do the kind of the innovation and the economy and even the war because I felt that would have kind of given dividends and I th- and I felt like, especially in the three four player game with always the disasters, there seem you seem to be kind of constantly either mitigating so you're paying out resources but unless you accepted a disaster you were kind of not there wasn't really an easy way to get to kind of get the resources back however with the two player because you're not doing the disaster you're not doing double disasters at all you're instantly but you're still getting it's kind of strange you're still getting the economies of scale so when you play the economy when you're playing the when you get the economy action you're getting all the same benefits of the economy. Whereas on a four-player game, you're doing two disasters, so you can end up kind of whittling down your resources an awful lot quicker. So in the two-player game, it was actually an awful lot easier when it came round to kind of like the innovations game and the building side of things. You were like, well, I've already got these two hammers and I can rebuild this pretty easily because I've still got six hammers kind of left on from the last time. So Mm. I felt kind of building up was fine. Whereas four players seem to be kind of like an uh, an awful lot more kind of cutthroat. I would like to see how this would play out um, more at three players again. Um, I'd be interested to see how it would play with people who play it like two or three times in kind of quick succession to see if there's mm. like a definitive strategy that people would kind of follow. But um, it doesn't, no, it doesn't, it, it was surprisingly quite easy to turn. I did have, well, it wasn't me, but one of the people that pointed out says they didn't understand what the benefit was of having a screen to cover the resources. They weren't sure, kind of, I guess in a bidding kind of thing, they kind of knew what people had. They said that did make sense. They said that was fine, but what they didn't understand was all the really important information about the various things was put on the back of the screen, and these screens are like three yeah. inches high, so everybody yeah. where they were trying to like, get to check what things were, they were kind of like, I'm going down, I'm down Crainy. here, I'm down, I'm down here, I'm down. try to crane to kind of see what everything yeah. was, and it would have been nice to have a kind of like a resource thing. A kind of a, a, a kind of a, 
I guess, a crib sheet as opposed to having it printed on the back of the screen. I'm sure somebody went, this is a really, really good idea and looks lovely, but kind of didn't, didn't work. Well, <laughs> you know, they could have very easily, because it's all very nicely game trade yes. and organised within the box, and each each little faction you start with your little game tray that has your starting set of tiles and blah, blah, blah. They very easily could have made those not clear-topped, made yes. them dark topped and you had a little resource chest that you put your yes. stuff in yes that that's that's you know so you can keep that all nice and hidden yeah and and, and then so, just so crib, again it's just a crib sheet it's it's always stuff like that i always think how did that end up did did nobody throughout any of the play testing see anybody trying to crane the neck it's like it's like when you you know you get your hand at a texas hold'em thing and you're trying to like look at it you know trying to just turn up the edge of the card and you know just trying to get that little sneaky glance so nobody else could see kind of thing i reckon it was a crib sheet no i reckon i reckon i guarantee there was a crib sheet there originally there you everybody used to get a crib sheet and then somebody went you know it'd be cool put it on the back of the screen so people can refer to it as they're looking for the resources and it's like nah yeah so um it's, it's staying on the shelf i'm not gonna I'm not going to punt it anytime soon. I'd like to see how it kind of plays with different players. I know definitely one person who will never play it again after kind of like getting seven points and just going, you know, uh, this game. But probably next time, depending on the order of... And this is the thing, the replayability comes in at the beginning of every game, you reorder the cards. So it's not like everybody has a set, a set kind of 11 kind of different uh, cards that they'll be playing. It'll, be, it'll vary from game to game. And it'll be interesting to see how it kind of kind of plays. So that's uh, I think it. I think it's quite a group dependent game too. There's yeah, there is definitely certain groups who I'd be like, I I wouldn't even consider playing this game with you. It no. just isn't your bag, you know, no. kind of thing. Um, no, it's like it's, the seven. It's like tapestry of, kind of thing, but not. Yes, yeah. um, it's because it, there is definitely conflict in there. You you definitely. You're not sort of screwing other people, and it's not take that, but it's like I said, when you're passing that decision on to somebody, it's a very kind of like, <laughs> nope, thank you very much. I'm gonna uh, say, and, off, I'm you know, gonna say and there's a lot of people who'd be like, oh, for God's sake, you know, and they can't see past, they can't see past the bad choice they've got to make to see the positive that can come from it, kind of thing. They can't see the silver lining in the cloud, sort of thing. <laughs> um, uh, and the, the, the rewards from the risk, you know. Let's yeah, very, very. Refreshingly interactive. Consider this, I mean, and I'm not, I mean, yeah, I've still got to play Tapestry and I've just like, I've, I don't know, I've got people that really like interactivity. And when you say mm. to them, like, it's a Euro game, I mean, I got away with playing Expeditions, which is the other game that I played a couple of weeks ago, and everybody kind of really liked it. And I was expecting them to go, I'm not sure about this because it's a solo Euro game. But then Fork were kind of like, no, this is exploration um, and we're exploring and it's a race to see who can explore things first. So there's kind of like people kind of taking resources before other people, which they really liked. Um, I think if people aren't liking their take that stuff, I'm not sure how much they'll like Empire's End. Although play it and go, great, yeah. that's a game I played and put it away. Whereas if somebody's looking to get, I think somebody who likes a bit something to be a, kick, a bit cutthroaty, who likes to be kind of bluffing and bragging, and yeah. 
there was a little bit of smack talk around the table. It's like, oh, look at all these lovely results. Are you going to take them? Are you going to take? Are you sure you're going to take them? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then don't take them. And it's like, oh, go and go. You better take that because I've got nothing left. And then when you went, okay. And they went, aha. And they put their gold coin down and went, there you go. And you you can mm. have the next person can have it instead. So that's Empire's End. Um, Brotherwise Games. John D. Clare's the designer. Art by Quan Chai Maria. And as normal, Quan Chai knocks it out of the park with the art. I, I tell you what, I haven't that. I haven't seen like the reviews coming in for it yet. I'm intrigued to see what like the Dice Tower crew and that. I don't think they've have they reviewed it. I don't know. I don't know I don't if think there's been anything. I'm intrigued to see anything. what they think of it or certain. Well, some of them. I'm intrigued to know what some of them think about it. Some yeah. Of them, I don't care. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely terrible. Um, but very true. Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Certain um, people we just know that they're not going to like it and just tell everybody how much they don't like it and then go into other groups and tell people that said I like this game no no I really didn't like it and I just don't know yeah, why you're, you're doing, wrong I don't you're know wrong why, to, I don't know why to have your opinion you're, you're, you're yeah. wrong to like this thing that I don't like yes I know you don't like it but you know some of us have got to get interactivity on our media so there you go um, so that's so, so that's oh my goodness guess what I, I made a post um Right, okay. So here we go. I made a post saying on Facebook saying, Do you want to ask us any questions? It's, just, it's got two likes on it. Me and, it's me Jer- and Mike Jer- Paul. No, 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 no. Look, Jerry Baker's coming. Jerry from the board game stuff. Is he is he is he is he excited? Yeah, he's oh, coming. Oh, I've got some questions. Yeah, I've got some questions. Do you Good wanna just should we just should we just fire through these questions really, really quickly, then we can move on to what we what we're <laughs> wanting to get to the table. He says, What is your motivation to keep podcasting? You've still got podcasts, right? Um, oh, Jerry, <laughs> I like that. Did he hear me mention board game snobs? For anybody who doesn't know, Jerry Baker is one of the co-hosts. He is the, one of he's the, the best. Of the... He's the better half of the board game snobs. Um, it's, I don't know. That's that's a kind of decisive kind of opinion because you know I think Enrique is the best part of the board game snobs. <laughs> Let's face it. <laughs> the motivation to keep me podcasting at the moment is because uh, we're going to be talking more about games than people. Because I'm getting back into games. I am. Luke is the motivation. Who's the favourite? The motivating factor. (laughs) Right. Who's. That's very. That's ridiculously true. Until (laughs) Tim says yes. Um, What's. (laughs) Who's your favourite designer, Luke? Probably just for. for, Off the top of my head, in a general sense, Cathala, probably. Mm -hmm. It probably would have been Eric Lang once, but I think Mm -hmm. he's had too many misses. When he gets it right for me, he gets it really right. He gets it really, really right. Um, but then he's had too many that are just like, well, that was just distinctly average or wrong. But So Cathala in a consistency sense, I would say probably right. But if, if I gave that a lot more thought, I could probably, I'm not sure. But um. Yeah, I think the correct answer to that is David Thompson, but you're okay. Um. <laughs> if I was doing a top five, if yeah. I was doing a top five, I'm pretty sure Thompson would be up. We there. should do a top five. We should do, we a, should top do a top five. five. A top, we should do a top five at some point. Let's do, let's do it next time. What would you change if you could about your podcast? Well, we've just answered that question, haven't we? So there we go. Did we? What is the? Yeah, I mean, we're going to be doing less interviews and more talking about games, which is you know, <laughs> we're going to have two more straight, me. That's what you mean. What you meant? Two more was, straight. I'm going to have more Luke. That's what you meant to say. You just didn't word it correctly. You didn't. Straight you didn't, white <laughs> heterosexual men giving their opinions and stuff. Which is Who the what hell the told board... you I was straight white? <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Okay. I didn't know. 
I didn't Three percent Mongolian, thank you very much. <laughs> you had a little bit of Mongolian in you. Um, what's the what's the biggest biggest issue facing board game facing the board board the boarding industry? Boarding industry. Well, it's the you know <laughs> the kids don't get fed enough. They have to ask more, and then they get beaten. Exactly. Yeah. You know they have to. I mean the 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 factory conditions they have to work in is horrific. Um, no, <laughs> I don't know. What's the God, biggest what, so, what, issue? Uh, people in, aren't wearing in, enough hats entitlement is is the biggest the biggest issue facing the board game industry it certainly from somebody obviously who works in the crowdfunding industry um outside of the industry uh entitlement is is a big big thing i think backers need to i think sometimes check themselves before they the a lot of the comments that i see made um and i think it's it's an entitlement that comes with a lack of knowledge yes. whereas they're so far into the hobby that they think they know everything about it um for instance and i won't go into too many details but it, i mean it was, it was a public post so somebody was slating a company for using a fulfillment company and sort of basically saying like i'll never use you again da 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 blah 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 da 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 um this is ridiculous because i haven't received anything yet rah 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 and as i stated and a whole load of other people and very gladly somebody very high up in the company also stated and basically pushed back against this person and i stated very clearly i was like well like at the end of the day that at the point you're at you're having a go at this company about this saying you know i haven't got my thing or they have done everything at this point towards the fulfillment that they can do. The product yeah. is with the fulfillment company. Yeah. They could do really no more at this point. You know, it's out of their hands and it will get to you eventually. Um, and this whole sort of bullying nature of trying to say, like, you'll never get my money again, rah, rah, rah. It's like, luckily, Bye. the company, basically, the person with the company came along and went, good, thank you very much. Goodbye. Off your trot, you know. Yeah. Um, and. And was I'm gladly, gladly kind of applauded in this comment in this section for p- pushing back against this sort of behaviour. Um, and I think a lot of people, because they're so so in the hobby as we all are as gamers, they think they understand everything about the hobby. And actually, in that post, showed a c- complete load of ignorance as to actually the whole process of getting yeah. from a from a campaign or or even just a design to to your doorstep sort of thing the thing that everything it goes through to do that you know um and you say i mean you know you don't have to go through many even the even the well-run campaigns on kickstarter and game found or whatever you go to a really good campaign and even then the comments section is still absolute toilet water of horrible people smashing away at their keyboard of this you know entitled indignation as to how they've been so desperately wronged because their their, their name was misspelt on the address label or some bloody nonsense you know it's just I you know and accidentally it's, 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 got sent the next level of game up but you sent you spelt my yeah. surname with one T instead of two. Therefore, yeah. I want to set everything. On, I want to set everything on fire and send it back. To be honest with you, how many people who get stuff delivered to them are actively going? Oh, thank goodness, because I'd completely run out of board games to play. How many people are actually again, sitting there it, going? It, you know it, what I mean? Going like, I need. Com- I thank yeah. goodness the table's set up. I just had to set it up and play it right now. I mean, yeah. it's just ridiculous. It, 
Yeah, and it, I mean, it's like, you know, and you, you'll always see things like, oh, you, you know, like when somebody puts out an update saying that it's going to be delayed by a week because it's got held up at customs or something like that, and somebody's like, mm. oh, woe is me, I'd organised a convention <laughs> via another intermediary for 300,000 people to attend said conversation, controversy, and <laughs> I was intending to play this game at that convention, it is now ruined, you know, and it's like... <laughs> jump on mate you know come on it's like yeah i get it you were going to a convention and there was a there was a modicum of a chance that this game was going to turn up before that convention and you were going to get yeah. to play it at that convention yeah. but now yeah. you're not yeah boo sucks you and you yeah. know it's just like oh you know it's just all of that sort of thing your camera's just suddenly off oh there you go back um it's you just, banged the it's table so hard of, I've seen you move yeah, an I, inch there. I, yeah, I banged the <laughs> I, I table so hard, it, it, it rocked rubs. Scotland. <laughs> That's how pissed off I am with this. Sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's that sort of thing. I think it's. I think people just need to, just need to sometimes just calm down and enjoy your hobby. Just stop getting so worked up about that. Just, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's lots of times where people have absolute justified righteous indignation everything that's going on with mythic games is an absolute shit show and the 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 poster boy for what not to do and where it's all gone horribly wrong but that we could do a whole podcast talking about that sort of thing there is plenty of instances where that righteous indignation is perfectly justified but 99 percent of the time it absolutely isn't justified or it's justified to a point of like an oh bugger that's it that's as far as it needs to go you know and just you know just dust it off and go oh well i guess we'll have to play one of the other games tonight or exactly you know and it just 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 enjoy your hobby stop feeding on the cesspit of of the negative bits and and sort of rallying around all these people that just seem to love this whole side of it and enjoy it you know speaking of enjoying it let's move on and talk about and i'm going to tie this back into what you've been talking about this little beauty it's Dungeon Dungeon Saga Saga Origins Origins. right okay because and I'm going to say this publicly I think it was back in March that the campaign was there and uh, they said we're going to deliver in December to which I think everybody was like come on you know, yeah, they said but, very. We we hope to have this under your Christmas trees, yeah. and most people were like, yeah, "Course you do, Ronnie. Course yeah. you do, son. You know, <laughs> let's you know. let's get you to bed, Granddad. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm gonna get. That's a perfect meme, isn't it? Somebody should make that meme <laughs> of let's get like, you to bed, Granddad. Let's get to bed, Granddad. You know, I'm gonna have that Kickstarter fulfilled by Christmas, and then just the, <laughs> the picture. Somebody should superimpose Ronnie Renton's head onto it. So let's that's good, Granddad. Let's get you to bed. But by golly, did he deliver? Did I mean, he, God, and the he got, team at Mantic, he got it delivered? Did was was it in December? It was December. It was, was it? right at the beginning uh, of December, right wasn't it? it was, big, yeah, yeah. There might have been a few people who copped it in November. Might have been just I on the arse end of November. Actually, got um, it like tail end. Yeah, very yeah. very. Very, very close if I checked him, I think. Yeah, I mean, I was very, very, very close. I... 
and like we're game. not talking we're not talking about like a little card game we're talking about a a, a box with what 60 70 really good minis yeah uh five five like um scenario uh what's the what's the what's the word of scenario like, book. i mean like, like expansion kind of scenario yeah, books yeah like yeah, five like I mean, like like five v- volumes, you could call it, of, of, yeah. of sort of sagas to, to go through. Um, you know, yeah, really, super impressive, you know. And, and the app that's going to help with it is um, is apparently not far away. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it's got all the, I mean, um, I think there's some things that helped it on the way. I mean, a lot of the terrain that was included in kind of like the bigger pledge came from I think the most, terrain crates. A lot of it's from most the of the minis. I think, yeah. yeah, I think most of the minis were already existing ones. Yeah, um, but not all of them. Not, not no, all no, of them. No, like no, certainly no. not the heroes for a start. I don't think yeah, these absolutely. the the zombie trolls. I don't think these are for anything. I can't think where in the range they might have already existed, but. Um, and even then, I, I think not all of those, you know, I think it's like maybe 70% of them, say, for instance, are existing miniatures. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The several things I'm excited about, I like the fact that there's like, um, there seems to be a very, very set kind of campaign that you can kind of follow through. I like the fact that they've gone for very, very standard kind of tiles as well. That it almost is. I mean, I'm getting major kind of hero quest vibes off as well. It seems to be a lovely little yeah, kind of. It's, it seems to be a lovely it's little an kind of dice. Yeah. Yes. So yes, I'm very. I'm just. I'm very very impressed, and I'm kind of interested in what I'm. What's going to happen? So I'm going to try and get it to the table over the next. Well, in the next couple of weeks over Christmas, run a couple of run a couple of games and see, and we can we can. We can, me and we can Elliot, focus me and on are that. Gonna play it. Yeah, I want to. I want to try and have everything for the first box. Yeah. Uh, first box. First book. Yeah. Painted. Um, wow. It shouldn't because it's a lot of skeletons and stuff. I don't think is. I need to establish exactly what I need to get painted, but I don't think it's it. There's nothing like those zombie trolls were kind of the th- three of the sort of bigger things in it. That was a bit like, yeah, I want to give them. Give them their just, their due attention, sort of thing. Um, Going to be difficult, though, is it? I mean, let's face it: a bit of dry brushing, good base, a bit of contrast, magical just contrast, contrast paints. paints and highlights. Yeah, yeah, and you'll um, be you'll be you'll be kind of good to go. So I've got that. So I'm looking forward to going that. I also. <clears throat> Never even heard of this. What what dinosaur. even is it? Is that like a dinosaur is a, gauge? Um, is that a uh, prototype? It's, it's not actually. It's the final. It's uh, it's Holland Spiel, so it's Mary Holland and Amabel Holland, Holland and uh, Amabel Holland. Holland Spiel did things. I think they've done involved in things like Irish Gage. There's a whole pile of games. This they, they just oh, seem yeah, to yeah, be yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. prolific in just designing games and kind of putting out there. And I think they're train that, games, right? Yeah, yeah. They've done so, quite. They've done quite. Uh, they've done quite. Um, a few um, train games, they did Irish Gage, they've done quite a few war-related games as well. They've also got one which is kind of like, there's one all based around disinformation in relation to smoking. They've done one about, they've got a a kaiju battle game, which is literally, it's not, it's actually people dressed up as kaiju, 
battling each other in some kind of film set and how they kind of face off against each other. So the imagination that Amabel has is simply interesting. I looked at Dinosaur Gage and I went, I've got to get I've got to get hold of this and because um the group that I play they 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 love a kind of a train game. They love a bit of power grid, but they also Oh I love power of, grid. And they also love a bit of Irish Gage. So I thought, <coughs> so if we'll I love Pergrid, would I love Irish Gage? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, it's all kind of bedding I, and I, economics and stuff. I, like to that. be honest, I just saw it as a as a train game, and I kind of just it was one of those. Uh, if I ever play it, I play it. I didn't give it a really any second it's, it's glance. Just, you know? I think it's just worthwhile. I think it is. I think it's a decent kind of economics game where you're kind of like you're building up your tracks, you're connecting areas together, and then you're scoring points based on kind of like. Um, share prices caused by the size of the railway tracks and stuff like that as well so it's kind of interesting in relation to that so I'm kind of I'm interested in kind of getting that getting that to the table that's the two main ones Hamlet's still sitting there we'll get that to the table Hamlet's um, Mighty Boards one that's about building up a little town so that should be potentially yeah you know what I mean Um, Uh, you never said who your favourite designer was or did you say David Thompson? Is David Thompson's saying? kind of David. I think David Thompson is definitely kind of getting up there. Aaron West is yeah, he's one of my favourites just because of I've got catacombs and I've got big fond memories of everything that that game does. Even though I don't get it to the table enough, and I think that he is vastly underrated in what he tries to do in terms. Oh, of he is the guy I spoke to though. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's lovely. He's very. He's nice lovely. Guy. Yeah, he's lovely. Absolutely, absolutely lovely. Delightful man. Yeah, absolutely delightful. He's not. He kind of get keeps his head down. Does he's another one, right? That seems to just put he's out Kickstarter. Seal team. Puts he out Kickstarter to do seal team flicks. Yeah, he just puts out mm. crowdfunding, crowdfunding things. Gets them funded. Gets them sorted out. Puts them out there without any too much hassle. And just gets it done. He's just a delightful. Yeah. He's a delightful guy. So there we go. Yeah. Really so that'll awesome. be the that'll be the main ones that were. That so. What, so what? What, so you're looking forward to playing Dungeon ah, Saga? Dungeon Saga. Looking dinosaur forward. Gauge. Dinosaur Gauge. Those are, what about um, yourself? What have I got? So Dungeon Saga, definitely. Um, yes. Uh, I just got the kind of upgraded box for Project L, um, which is a game I love. I love Project L. It's just a really nice game. Um, more Oathsworn, clearly. Um, but I'm in Poland most of the next week. So I won't get to play, although we're hoping to move our normal Wednesday gaming night to Friday if we can. All right. Um, the I just got uh, Age of Rome by Teetotal Games. Oh, um, okay. Which is one I think that looks really interesting. You, you've, It's got all these like clear discs, yeah. which are like upgraded versions of things. So it kind of does the, uh, you know, the gloom where you, you, you put yeah, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that, but with discs. So the things get better beneath it, sort of thing. So it improves and stuff like that. Oh, cool. And then it's got this rotating section of the the, the board, rotates wow. and stuff. So it looks like it's quite cool, and it's got some cool aspects to it. Um, yeah, Dungeon Saga. I've been building some MDF scenery lately, so I really want to. I really want to get some Star Wars Legion played. Um, I need to I've, look I've really... at Star Wars Legion or Shatterpoint, but I'll need to. I've oh, seen every time we'll t- every single time I look at Shatterpoint or the Shatterpoint groups, it's always the same kind of question: Do I have line of sight when I'm like standing backwards facing uh, a stormtrooper while it's like the second sun is 
passing over the, the reg kind of thing. One of the worst things about miniature games, like Z, Z Garcia, the Dice Tower, he says, like, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not interested in miniatures games because he doesn't want that whole argument over was that 12 inches or wasn't it 12 inches? Am I in line of sight? And I completely, I completely get it. Um, luckily, the guy I play most of these sort of things with, we're just kind of like, yeah, yeah. If you reckon you've got it, you got yeah. it. Cool. You know, it's 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 toy soldiers. You know, don't. Let's not swear. Yeah. Let's not. That's swear. why I could never. I've. I there was. There's a couple of games in my life that I've I've enjoyed so much that I thought I think I wouldn't mind going in a tournament for this. Um, and Star Wars Legion is one of those. And then I have that little reality check where I go, no, because you'll want to rip the head off the guy who's being a complete anal twat about yes. all of these things. Yes. You yes. know, and just, just, no, you're, no. you're too, I'd win the sportsmanship award all the time or I'd get arrested. One of the two. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's like, you know. Um, so yeah, cool. so... So what we'll do is when we swing back around, we'll have a conversation about Dungeon Saga Origins, make sure we've got it to the table. I think also what I might do if we might do this is potentially look at our top 10 games of last year. Mm, That's a good idea. So we might do a top 10. I have already been working, because I've been obviously writing all the reviews, I have got a spreadsheet of 50... Of games like, released in 2023 or games well, games you played in 2023 that was yeah games I've played in 2023 were first introduced to me that I've got them in some kind of semblance of mine, order. Yeah, mine would probably have to lean more that way. Yes, I'm not brilliant. At, I mean, like I don't get I'm everything. Not, let's not. Do I'm not really. a massive podcaster like you, so I don't get all these Shush. review copies. According to the like, stats, I'm not a massive yeah. podcaster either. Yay! <laughs> but we will have a kind of a we will have a kind of a games that games that made us happy, games that made us smile, games that made us a bit frustrated, and potentially look at a kind of a our own little top ten of games that we would like to talk about games that have been released this year, last year, 20 years ago, I don't care. Games that 2023 made us glad that we were involved in the cardboard. Um, For people that have listened along tonight, if you want to read a read, if you want to keep up on the rest of the podcast, go to wearenotwizards.com or if you want to read the words, go to wearenotwizards.co.uk If you like what you've listened to tonight, then there's a couple of things you can do you can um, drop us a rating or review on your podcast catcher of choice. Be that Spotify, be that Apple iTunes, be that Podcast Addict, be that um, Google Podcast, be that Amazon Music. Wherever you find us, drop us a rating and that will make us very, very happy indeed. Or you can drop us an email. If you want to ask us any questions at all for the next show or even send us your own top 10 yourself, Drop us an email at magic at wearenotwizards.com. But until the next time, stay safe, roll sixes, make something awful. And it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. <laughs> stay spicy. Stay spicy. Bye-bye. What the f- Stay spicy. But until the next, stay spicy. <laughs> stay spicy. Goodbye. Bye bye. A wizard is never linked.
is he early? He arrives precisely when he means to. 